One of the things that you anticipate, and I think people tell you to anticipate when you're having kids is to prepare yourself <laughs> for being tired, feeling exhausted. And so you kind of anticipate it. You kind of think you mentally am going to prepare for it. And then but you, you never can. It. <laughs> then you experience it. And so, Selena, you said this early on when, with our first daughter. If you don't know, we have four daughters. With our first daughter, you said, you know, the days are, the years are short, but the days are long. Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk about some long days. And so today, in the name of encouraging you, if you're in the early season of parenting, we want to encourage you. And we want to walk alongside you. And I'm going to do that by way of asking my lovely wife some questions. So we'll see you on the other side. Just to warm up this conversation, Selena, what was the thing that surprised you the most when becoming a mother? Uh, I think there's a few things, but I mean, in our conversation today, I think it was, you know, how you think you're tired. <laughs> without kids and then you have them and you're like will I ever sleep again what is sleep is there rest like you get some rest here and there but and mm. what does that even mean like the word rest you know <laughs> I mean I've I've learned physically yes you're you're very fatigued at the younger ages and stages but okay so don't get into that yet because okay, we're, we're gonna go into that so that's what the new surprised. things were rest and responsibility like I am now in charge of this human yeah yeah kind of a big deal <laughs> Yeah, that was a big deal. I think the thing that surprised me the most since you asked. <laughs> she never does that. I, I, ask her, I ask her questions and then I she's don't. like, that was nice. I know. I'm, and I'm such like, a ask me the selfish, so that narcissistic we can talk person. You're not. I know. I know. No, I am. I think in you conversations. Just assume that I, yeah, you assume that I just have it. I'm trying to be accommodating in answer. Oh, okay. But how, well, what, was the biggest asked, thing? what was the biggest thing? <laughs> uh, it was how amazing of a mother you were. Just immediately, just immediately seeing your, you go from just being a husband and wife to now mother and father That's alongside funny. each other. I did not feel like I did. I think it took me a few days. Like I loved my baby and I wanted to like do all the things right and everything. But there was a moment when I was changing Della and she like looked at me and it was just like, she's my baby. I can be sappy and lovey and whatever to her because God has given her to me. And it was just like mm. that. For some women, I think it is very instant. For some, it might take a few days or I don't yeah. know, but it, there was, yeah, definitely a defining moment. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I, I didn't consider myself a dad until like <laughs> last week. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I didn't connect with our young, our oldest daughter until I think she was over a year old. I, well, I, I mean, you, I loved her, you but connected I didn't like connect in, in different ways, but we'll, yeah. we'll talk about anyway, that. Maybe we should do one on that Yeah. connection between, you know, parents. Anyway. So if you don't yeah. know who you are, my name is Ryan. So my lovely wife, Selena, we are the Fredericks. Welcome to the YouTube channel. If you're watching, if you're not watching and you're listening, welcome to the podcast, the fierce parenting podcast. Mm -hmm. You should, by the way, go over to the YouTube channel and hit that subscribe button. That way we have more subscribers. <laughs> no, we're almost really to 13,000, I think, on YouTube, wow. which is great. Wow. Uh, God is good. We're thankful for whoever is willing to um, give us their eyes, their ears, their attention. We pray that we point you to Christ mm -hmm. in whatever season you're in, in terms of your marriage, your parenting, yeah. specifically parenting here. Okay. Um, if you want to support us, we actually have some new patrons. Thank you. If you already become a patron. Yes. Uh, thank you. It's, we do this largely because of our patrons. We're able to because of them. Yes. And of course, we're doing it out of obedience to what we believe God is asking us to do. And so uh, we want to say hello and welcome to our newest patrons, Allie and Brady L. Hello. Christopher Ryan M. That's a fine middle name there you got there, Christopher <laughs> Ryan. Uh, Christina M. Welcome. Valentina, or is it Valentina? 
Valentina Probably said Valentina. that. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> and Angel- is welcome. And Angelica M. I don't know if all these M's are all the same. I doubt that. But welcome, no, welcome, welcome. We are so no. grateful to have you. And as of this recording, we're at 299 patrons. Ooh. So you could be the 300th. It could be you. Could be you. Fair listener. <laughs> so thank you in advance. Yes. Uh, also, this is going to be kind of timely and not timeless in that we have our Fierce Families Conference coming up. Yes. October 20th and 21st of 2023. So if you are listening to this in real time and you are anywhere near, I'd say within 500 miles of Tacoma, Washington, check that out because we would love to meet you. Uh, enrollment, we're about halfway full. I thought it was more, but we're about halfway. So uh, there's still room and we love to meet you. Just go to fiercefamilies.com to learn about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it includes marriage, parenting, and kind of the state of that union in terms of how do we stand firm on the promises of God in our marriage and in parenting. Yeah. Okay. So thank you for bearing with us for all that. Selena, this is what I wanted Ryan. to ask you. When I woke up this morning, I was reading reading my Bible, and, and as we do together, we were sitting chatting, sort of half reading, half talking. And you had, uh, our baby's been sick. so Yeah, she's taken- been sick for about two weeks. I mean, we went to the doctor once, went to the doctor twice, and then went to the doctor. Now again, it's like beginning, middle, end of weeks. It's just, it like was one thing and then it evolved to something else. Yes. And having the four daughters, it's almost like there's always something like that happening. <laughs> And so our morning times, um, when we're able to get up early enough, uh, it's Which like, is more often than not, but the is. last few weeks, it's been a little yeah. hit and miss <laughs> for few, me because the nights have been a little rough. Yeah. In the last few weeks, I feel like we've shown up. We're like, okay, what's the, what's the sit rep? What's the situation report? How, how bad was your sleep last night? <laughs> and so we kind of commiserate. And then it occurred to me, Selena, you are so like good at operating on not very much sleep. You could maybe have two or three hours of sleep and it's like, as I mean, you're tired, but you still chug along. So I, I wanted to ask you this question. How have you coped with being tired as a mother? Okay. So go back to our first daughter. Yeah. What was that like? And then when you added a second daughter and yeah. we added the third daughter and we added the fourth, how have you coped with that? And the various, well, I guess, aspects yeah, of I mean, being tired. Talking about physically, you know, you're never quite ready for that freight train of a newborn. Um, when you've never had one before, um, there's a lot of babies are all different, uh, a lot of different approaches to how babies should sleep. Um, the best advice I got was sleep in the safest place and in the best, whoever, however you get the best and most sleep as a mom and a baby. So for some kids that is in a crib, you know, next to mom, usually that first month is the fourth trimester, first three months. So they want to be close to mom mm. that, that they're just not used to being out of the womb yet. And so for me, it was like, OK, we had the pack and play and we slept on the couch because I our bed was really high. And so it was really hard to get into. So slept on the couch. <laughs> and I was like, why is this baby not sleeping in the pack and play? There's the pack and play. Why is she not sleeping in it? Like the bassinet part was up. She was swaddled. Like I did all the things yeah. and like every 40, 30 minutes, I was like, she was waking up and I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I don't, I just had a baby for the first time and I don't know, this is how you sleep. So, and I feel like every, like there's, everything's marketed as if the baby's going to use it exactly as it's designed (laughs) to be used. Right. So, and that didn't the case (laughs) about 3am. I was like, I can't do this. So, you know, I nursed her and I propped, I propped her up safely and I, and she was very close to me. And then she slept for like, two hours. And I was like, Oh my, like life change here. 
two to three hours, you know, then we're getting three to four hour stretches here and there. And so for her to be close, that was a big thing. She needed, you know, to be, she did a couple of eight hour stints here and there. And that was like a whole new, as a, as a mom, you're just like, wow, this is what it means to not be tired. But you don't kind of know that until you're out of it. But the physical tiredness, it's like, yes, it's, it's kind of a, it's a new layer of, I think, sanctification and challenge because hmm. you, I, I had to kind of let go of expectations of, I need this much sleep to be able to do these things. Well, so where's your deadbeat husband in all this? You're there. You're there <laughs> taking care of a lot of the daytime stuff, a lot of the the yeah. tasks at home. But you're also working. I need you to work. You needed to work. Well, and that's why you know I would be one of the. So you said sleep, kind of where the best sleep happens. But also, I remember you saying sleep when the baby sleeps. Right. Which. <laughs> There's a whole like funny thing about that on Dude Dad. They're funny. Um, but it's like when the baby sleeps, she like yells out, the baby's sleeping. And he's like mowing the lawn. And so he just falls over. <laughs> like you sleep when the baby's, I mean. I've never seen take, that. Oh, it's really funny. But take it, you know, as it comes. So but, I would, the whole reason I say that is because we were dividing and conquering yes. in the sense that I was yes. the sole, I mean, for, for over a decade, I've been the sole breadwinner for our, well, yes. we do this work together, but well, but you were, I'm in charge of the day to day. Yes. And so you needed sleep. Yeah. So we would figure out how to make, let you sleep without waking up all the time with the baby. And then during the day, like there was a lot of moments that you could fill in and do things. And so we just had to work together and learn what it meant to be parents and physically being tired. That's just kind of the name of the game. I mean, yes, you work for sleep, but like don't worship sleep, I guess you can Mm. work for it, but don't worship it because you will, you will die trying. It is a terrible idol to have. You will spend all the money do not get on Google and look up stuff at 3am and don't (laughs) spend money. Like that is just a life lesson Take it. It's a free okay, lesson so for y'all. <laughs> you, I feel like you have achieved, and I mean this, almost a, a Navy SEAL level <laughs> resilience to lack of rest. No, I don't, but okay. okay well, <laughs> I watch you and I, and I hear and I help, you know, we, we are in the same bed at yeah. night and I know like when the baby's crying and I, I'll wake up and I'll say, how can I help? And I'll say, it's fine. Or here's what's well, going yeah, on. Yeah, they usually want a nurse. They usually want a nurse. And so we're, you know, I'm, I'm there enough to know like, okay. Your moral support at that point of just being like, <laughs> I'm here. You're not alone sitting in a dark room with your baby. <laughs> so so your that baby. was after our first, <laughs> uh, how, what, what would you say to the mother who just feels like I, I can't, ragged. I can't, yeah, I, I'm, I, I can't survive. Yeah. I can't survive like this. I would, I would just look at your days ahead and create a lot of space in your schedule. Um, and Mm. use that. Don't just feel like you're being trapped at home, but use it as time to bond with your baby Mm. and spend time with your baby. Like don't, don't just think, gosh, I'm just home with my baby. I'm not out with my friends. It's like, no, that's, this is where God has you. And this is the purpose Mm. that he's given you. And so begin that journey, begin it with, with joy. Um, and I think most people do, maybe I'm the only one that not, Hmm. I think there's always a battle within you. Like, yes, you want to be a mother. Yes. You, you, Ask the Lord for a baby. He gave you one. And so, but it also means like there's a letting go. There's a sloughing off of you as a person without a baby. You are now a mother. So when you're stepping yeah. into that role of mother, there's going to be some things that are going to have to be sacrificed. Sleep yeah. being one of those. And then how are you towards your husband when you're on a lack of sleep? How do you act towards him? How do you treat him? Are you still honoring? Are you still loving? Are you still patient? A lot of those things went down really quickly for me. I was very short, very tired, very like, you just deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was not healthy. We had to find better yeah. rhythms and better disciplines again, because I don't, I can, you can't worship sleep. Sleep is something, yes, you need to get and you need to have rest. But again, my questions for 
like resting. Why are you, why are you seeking out the rest? How are you seeking it out? And where are you seeking it out? That was part of some of my thoughts today that I wanted to now share. When you say but, where, do you mean geographically where, <clears throat> or do you mean, cause these other no, categories we have. No, I mean, I think moving into like, again, if we are just worshiping rest, we've just doing everything to get our babies to sleep. Like that's going to leave you even more from my own experience, more angry, more fatigued because your baby slept for 15 minutes and you did all the things. Okay. Mm. Okay. Well, that's, that is your lot. That is your life in that moment. And right now you need to ask the Lord to give you capacity to grow in this. It's not just God, please let my baby sleep. How many, I mean, millions of prayers from me. Have mm. I prayed that <laughs> please just don't let them wake up. Please let them sleep for a little while. You know, again, why are you trying? Why are you chasing the sleep? Mm. What is the expectation? What is the objective? What is the goal? What is the thing that you are wanting well, so badly that you are willing to drop hundreds of dollars, get all you know in a tizzy about and like? But sleep is a physiological need. It I mean, God absolutely didn't design is. us without the need. Absolutely for, oh, is, and I'm not saying that you should just, you know, oh, who needs sleep? Like super moms just do it on one hour. No, I'm just saying, be careful how you you battle this learning how so to rely sleep. on the Lord and rely it, on the and Lord trust him in it and, and learn and, the cycles of children. Like the, the, you know, the mm. first three months is like the fourth trimester. They want to be closer to you. They want to be, you know, wrapped up tight, like learn what the, the needs of the baby are. I don't think I knew as much mm. then as I, as I do yeah. now. Yeah. And as, and as we've had more, I've, I've kind of, it's been almost like an assembly line in terms of sleep. The, the youngest one is on the mom side of the assembly line and then the, all the older ones are on the dad side. Yes. I'm helping them at night if they need help or I'm. I mean, right. So when number two I'm came fielding. along, you can't, you would go, if number one woke up, then he would go take care of that baby. Yeah. Well, she was like three. Still baby. Yes. And then if it was number two, you know, yeah. Last night we had two, I had two daughters cycle through <laughs> and I'm, you know, seeing to their needs. One of them needed water. The I other didn't one even know snuggle. they came in. This is how. Tired of me See, no, I'm, I'm, I got that covert <laughs> snugglage <sleep>. going on. <laughs> okay. So we've talked about the physical side, but I want to hit these other categories too. So just thinking in terms of a, a whole person, right? Yeah. Your spiritual side, your emotional I tiredness, was, yeah. your mental tiredness, your relational yeah. fatigue. How have you coped? Uh, and we just t- touch on spiritual because, or, or whichever yeah, one of these. I think, well, I mean, I'll just start with, you know, the me time quote. Uh, I just... I've had a hard time with people, you know, say, well, God, I just need me time. I just need some time for me. And it's like, yeah, every, every person needs that. And moms maybe especially need that. But I guess the question would be, let's go to the root of, you know, okay, we already kind of know why you need that. Right. But what does that, what does that look like? Where are you going to get that? And how are you? What's the intention behind yeah, quote, because, me time? Because the me time should be something that fills your soul. And I'm not talking about something. I'm, I have a direct answer. Like you should be in the word. You should be uh, with mm. the Lord. You should be spending. So that's where you should at least start, in my opinion. I, I don't I don't think that starting out, you know. So what do you think about self-care? The self-care thing is, I think, a second or third layer. Like the first core layer needs to be with the Lord. If mm. you are not going to scripture, if you are not spending time in prayer or, uh, you know, next reading a book that gives you life, um, and creating this some uh one of the homeschool voices she's a big voice and 
the homeschool arena, but she talks about like uh, creating like a mother culture. So like having moments in between, uh, you know, transitioning your kids or whatever, and where you just take a moment and you like write in your journal or you take a moment and you read some scripture, or, you know, try to memorize scripture. If you can only read one scripture a day, memorize it, like get it in your heart. That's a mm. way you can love the Lord. Hunter Belis just posted something about that, about why it's important to memorize scripture. You know, it's a way we love the Lord. It's a way we are mm. obedient. We hide his word in our heart. So like, again, where are you starting and why are you, why are you there? Why are you going to that, that well of, of like, if you're going into self-care, like, why are you going? It's hard because I don't want to like, <laughs> people are getting a, a I'd, preview I'd, into our, many of our conversations. Well, okay. Like my mom took me for my birthday to get a pedicure, right. And a self uh, manicure. Haven't done that in a while just because I haven't done it. And I did it and I was like, wow, this was so amazing. She held her while she was just crying outside. She just, my mom was just so sweet. And I was like, this is something that was such a gift, but it's not something that I'm going to like fight for every week you don't to have. entitled to it? No, 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 no. I don't, there's no entitlement there. And I think when we start feeling, when we start feeling the fight rise up in us for something versus our kids, we need to be cautious in that area mm. because I don't think that anything should be a battle. Like I shouldn't be fighting for something while I'm trying to fight for my, does that make sense? I fight but for my if, kids. What if I can be a better parent if I take care of myself? Right. But and where does that thinking. start? That's my thing is where does it start? Where, where do you go? What's your first default go to? If I say, Hey, I'm going to give you an hour. I'm going to take your kids. Where are you going to, where I want you to get filled up. What, what's your first reaction? That's to the listener. You what, spiritually filled up. Spiritually, physically, emotionally, everything. Where are you going to go when I say, Hey, I've got your kids for an hour or I've got your kids for two hours. Go do whatever that fills you up. That gives you self-care, whatever. Where do you start and why should you start there? Hmm. Because I don't think that it necessarily needs to start with a pedicure. I just don't. I, I don't think it necessarily needs to start with uh, a weekend away with the ladies. Like those are not mm. bad things. But if you are at the mo if you are just like desperate and you're just falling apart because you have to be with your kids, and you're like, I just need to get away. Then you've already gone too far. Like you've already. It, it, the answer is not the seminar far away on an island wherever. It's that's not. That's not the answer right there because it, it you'll go there, you'll be empty, mm. you'll get filled. And then I feel like it kind of creates this addiction of like, well, I need to get that shot. I, I got to get, get that hit again because that's I can't, where I get. That's the only place I can go. to. That's get where I get saved. That's filled. where I get fulfilled. And it's like, no, like you need to find your let me slow this down. <laughs> Jesus is there in your moments, in your days, mm. everything. He is there to be found. His presence has not left you. That is where. I'm just saying you can be filled in the middle of parenting little ones in the middle of being tired emotionally, physically, spiritually, mentally. God is there. He is your shepherd. He says in Matthew 11, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Doesn't say where, but if you are with him and you're going to him, you will find rest. So how, why are we always looking out there for rest is my question. Why, why? Why is, why is this not enough rest mm. for us to start with? Why, why is, why are we subscribing to things that are supposed to give us rest and supposed to fill us up to be better parents when like, this is God's word, like nothing else compares to it. Anyways. Amen. Soapbox. <laughs> Amen. Well, so I think sometimes we expect so little of God in yes. that we expect that if we don't go and take the thing that we think we need, that we will not 
anyway, it won't be given to us. Well, we have to go and take it. And that includes what you're talking about. So you say that I've got two hours. Okay. So if I have not connected with my King and I'm not worshiped at the feet of my God yeah. and I've not drawn from the vine mm -hmm. and I'm thinking I can get anything else, any power from anywhere else, I'm expecting very little from God. Yeah. But if I say, God, you know what? I'm going to give you the first fruits that I have right now. And that's this, this, the, the, the clear sense that I need you more than I need anything else. Yes. And again, the, if you've had great devotions and you have two hours and you've had connection time with God and now yeah. you have two hours to, yeah. okay. It makes you, everything. We do it, it from a place of yes. I'm satisfied in Christ. I am first and foremost satisfied in Christ. No matter yeah. my circumstances, no matter my lack of time for myself, or my lack of time to to do whatever or wherever. Like I'm not just gonna sit and wait until that next thing comes. Like he has come. Like life, salvation, mm. and he's to, come. To abide in him. Yes. Um, yeah, and that that takes a, a serious hunger and an intentionality. And the beauty is, is that when we go to him hungry, we are fed. When we go to him thirsty, we are quenched. Yes. Um, and when we don't expect him to feed and quench and rest our souls, we rob him of his power. Mm -hmm. we, well, we can't possibly rob him, but we, we deny him the power that is his. To, and Jesus yeah, told us to pray. Lives. So we, we end the prayer with yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. It's the means by which mm -hmm. the kingdom is here on earth, yeah. including in our own <clears throat> hearts. Okay. Well, I'm so, glad I asked you these questions. Well, and I think, I mean, if I can just yeah. close out a little bit here, I think again, it's self-care is not bad, but if you're not caring for yourself, the way God is, if God is not a priority to you, if his word is not the priority that it should be, then I would question your self-care methods. And if you're like, well, I, you know, I'm just looking for that next hit or I'm looking for that next conference or that next seminar or that next weekend away with the ladies or that next, you know, mom time. It's like, it's okay to look forward to those. But if that is your lifeline, again, where, what point are you starting from? What well are you drawing out of first? Because if your bucket, if you've got your big life bucket and you are dipping it into this well and you're not going to living water himself, then, then you're going to mm. be lacking even more, I would argue. Um, and relationally, like, again, there's got to be an order of priority with relationships as well, you know? And mm. I guess, I don't know, these could be all other things, but ask for help. You'd be drinking the Kool-Aid well, when you need a tall have your sisters, have water. your sisters in Christ, like, Tell them your needs. Like, hey, I have really not been able to read my Bible. I would love to just read my Bible and take a shower. Like, I know I could name five women right now I could call and say, will you hold my baby? And they would hold her even though she might be crying or whatever. And they would let me sit outside, drink coffee and take a shower and like 30 minutes or one hour, whatever. So have those, have those people <laughs> around you that support you, that, that, that understand Ooh. rightly what self-care is. Uh, in terms of All right. being a Christian. Okay. Well, I, I feel like I opened a can of worms today and I'm glad I did. <laughs> Let's put that lid back on. Yeah. No, they're good. I, I love, right. I love just kind of giving you the, the runway. Um, and especially on this sort of thing. Uh, the point is, I think I hear you trying to make is that we as people have a tendency to toward autonomy mm -hmm. and it's, it's the age old sin, right? Did God really say, Does, is God really God? Do I really need him as yeah. much as he says I need him or do I need anything else? Yeah. And that is, that is the, I think the perennial antithesis of the Christian life is that 
the autonomy versus reliance on Christ. And so if you're listening to this, you're thinking, man, I feel tired, bedraggled. I'm, I'm wrung out in my heart, my soul, and my body. Where do I go for strength? And we want to point you to none other. We want to point you to none other than Jesus Christ. If you don't know who Jesus is, uh, we would recommend you find a friend who is a Christian, talk to them, say, who's Christ? Show me, Uh, read the Bible with me. They will have probably, they'll be able to fill your ear with, with the wonders of who God is. Uh, Find a church that preaches out of the Bible. If you don't have either of those things, we have a website for you. It's thenewsisgood.com. And by the way, if you have friends that um, need that website, just send that to them as well, right? Or send them this podcast episode. Who knows how God might use it? Yeah. Let's pray. Oh, why don't you pray today after you say whatever you're going to (laughs) say? I just, I want, I don't want to like... I don't know. I just want people to hear like self-care, like doing the the seminars and all those things or, you know, going online. I'm not against that. Look, we're in marriage ministry. Like we're here Your giving conference you coming up. resources. <laughs> we're, we're want, we are the people that want to help, but I don't want to help unless you've gone to God first. Like a lot of what we say, a lot of what we write will be augmented because you've already spent time in the word. You've already spent time with your savior. Absolutely. So all of those things that we talked about, you know, pedicures, those are not bad. Those are actually great opportunities to sit and reach, enjoy the quiet, whatever. But again, it, you, which well are you going to first? Are you going to the living water himself or are you looking out elsewhere at other things um, to be your, your strength? Let's you? pray. I will pray. All I right. will pray. Uh, God, thank you for this opportunity to share some of our own struggles that we've grown into and growing out of and growing back into Lord, you're so good and gracious to give us, uh, all that you have, whether that is you've allowed a lack of sleep or you've given a lot of sleep to new moms. I just pray that, thank you that you are, you are sustaining Lord. You sustain us. You give us strength when we feel weak. Holy spirit, you're at work in our children when we feel like they're not listening. Uh, thank you that we can trust you. Thank you for my husband, who is always a support in all of these moments. Uh, I pray that you would just continue to bless the listeners and that they would lean into you first. They would run to you first. They would go to you, living water, uh, and they would be they would be quenched there. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm. Amen and amen. All right. If you, again, as a reminder, if you feel compelled to partner with us, we would love that. Go to fierceparenting.com slash partner. Uh, I really appreciate that. Otherwise, this episode of Fierce Parenting is... We can. We'll see you again in about seven days. Until next time. Stay fierce. 